time otaku podcast my name is dave my name is grant and you're hearing our first ever musical intro segment we're moving on up grant much excited <laughs> we're we're growing up this is crazy we've got we've got can cracks and we've got musical soundtracks custom beautiful beautiful yeah. custom made out of a lab you, yeah you know <laughs> genetically engineered musical tones by a fan and friend of the show, Bronson. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, Bronson. We really appreciate all your hard um, work. Super killer. And this uh, intro, I think, will be with us for uh, quite a while to come. So get used to it. Um, we hope you guys like it. We think it fits. Uh, Bronson did a great job. So thank you again. Right on. Um, this week, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. We're going to cover Demon Slayer right now, but tune in in the next day or so for Attack on Titan. We've had a very crazy week in anime. Um, it, keeping with the theme of uh, January, uh, Anime Sundays, uh, please never go away because this oh has been God. a complete blast. It's seriously <laughs> like that total hijacking of the day. It's like it's oh crazy how like forty minutes between two shows just completely sucks up the air of a whole day. It's awesome. It does like with Demon Slayer, you have to rewatch it so many times, and there's so many great conversations happening in the community around that. And same with Attack on Titan. It's so fun. Um, for both shows, uh, Demon Slayer, I'll start with that. We are uh, anime viewers only. We've never seen the manga, so this is all brand new to us and, and thus very exciting. Uh, today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 8 of the uh, Entertainment District arc, which is Episode 15 for Season 2 overall. Um, we want to give a quick shout-out to Reddit user Cookie underscore Blade for the Doki uh, thumbnail. Very cool work. Very cool stuff, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you want your fan art, uh, you know, featured on the show as a thumbnail, don't hesitate to uh, tag us or hit us up, or just uh, participate on Reddit, and eventually, you know, we'll we'll find you if it's uh, if it's good. And so far, we've had and we've been very very spoiled. Well, my awesome my favorite art. my favorite part of the week is you know f- you know from you getting that text of you cool with these, and it's you know it's just the various you know from the mm-hmm. people you've reached out to for us for the show, and every week I'm just like. <laughs> God damn! I wish I wish I, I could just do this myself. It's but, crazy. Uh, but again, thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, shout out Cookie Blade. Um, okay, so here's a quick synopsis for season two, episode eight of the Entertainment District arc, and we'll jump right in. Uh, episode title is Gathering. Tanjiro secures Nezuko and proceeds to join Inosuke, Zenitsu, and Tengen in the escalating battle against Daki and Gyutaro. Hell of an episode! Dave. Holy yeah. shit! It's it, you know it's it's hard because. You know, like, I feel like the past, you know, three, four weeks, you know, of, of Demon Slayer has just mm-hmm. been so, like, it's just climbing and climbing and climbing. And it's nice because in, it feels like each week there's, like, a bit of a plateau period where there's just something new introduced. And it's like, oh, that's something the last episode didn't have. And But they're all, it's very, like, on theme. Like, it's a really, really strong arc, especially at this point where we're at. And um, it's... God damn! Like Demon Slayer just did not hold back. It, it feels it, yeah, dude. It feels fresh, like you know, week to week, and it's god damn. We are so spoiled. We we are. It really yeah. feels like Ufotable or Ufotable, Ufotable, whatever. Uh, it feels like they're bringing 
like movie budget quality to these mm-hmm. anime episodes, particularly this one. I mean, they're, they're like so reliable throughout. Like, there's I don't think they ever really have like these questionable moments that that other shows sometimes struggle with. Uh, they are remarkably consistent in that regard. And mm-hmm. uh, this episode in particular feels like they've just kind of gone a cut above. Um, I guess, man, it's hard to forget about that um, episode where Tra- Tanjiro kind of went crazy. I don't know if that was last week or the week before. Yeah, it would probably be the week the week before. Yeah, two episodes ago. Like, again, there's peaks and there's valleys, but there aren't really valleys with Demon Slayer. It's just so consistent and then there's big highlight moments. It's just it's nice because there's those moments where it does slow down within the episode, but mm-hmm. the arc itself is clearly climbing. Like there's no you know, there's no, it's not like, you know, again, punching down, but it's not like my hero where like, yeah. you know, we'd be in the middle of something and there's just that one episode. You're like, whoa, like the momentum's off. And then hopefully like, the, you know, the next week kind of redirects yeah. a little bit. It's just been steadily climbing, 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 which is God, like that's what you want. But um, yeah, it's, and when it comes to animation, this episode, like it's, it was interesting because I feel like it's not the first time we've seen them do a certain style. Like it honestly felt like, points in this episode i was like i was watching a different type of show mm-hmm. um it almost felt like dragon ball at point just from like my yeah. recollection from back in the day or like those very over the top like high power level shows where this yeah. show has but it just it seemed otherworldly it was it was really really fun yeah it, it kind of went to like this new sort of atmosphere i think that we haven't really seen a lot of it you know I, i'm sure it's intentional and not mm-hmm. a mistake rather but it really reminds me of um Distinctly of Rengoku's fight against Akaza, like sure, just yeah. the, the mayhem. Uh, but it's a little bit different now because you can see that our main characters have come a long way since then. Yes. Um, okay, so well, let's get into the episode here. So uh, we start off with Tanjiro putting Nezuko back in the box. First things first. Uh, I back. I thought the box is gone. The box is back. Yeah, and he just puts it back on. I was like, did he just go like fix the strap? I thought he was gonna like leave her in like a. No, I think he just tied up the strap, yeah. to, like the two straps together. Like, I would never would have guessed there was that much slack on it. That's the thing that I was hung up on. I was like, did he have that much slack? Because it seemed pretty <laughs> tight before. But uh, um, it's uh, it was it was artisanally made. I'm sure. Artis- it was, yes. It was well. It's because it was uh, accounted for that. This kind of thing. Oh God, I hate myself for forgetting this guy's name. But it's uh, his trainer, the guy that trained. I don't know if he trained Gyo Tomioka, but the other Water Hashira who trained Tanjiro. The guy with the mask on. Yeah, he definitely trained Gyu. Like, yeah. that was, that's why he sent it to him, because he um, knew him so well. But yeah, he made that box, and like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, artisanal. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the intro, and then, like, right away, there's like, I don't know if you would classify this as a lore bomb, but I think mm. there's one thing I specifically want to bring up, um, is this conversation between, uh, you know, Gyutaro and Tengen, who have really great chemistry, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Good villain to hero yeah, chemistry. Uh, and voice acting, very very on point. Uh, like they're really bringing it out of each other. It's cool I, because like it's they're both kind of goofy, but it's yes. not it's not hammy. Like it's not no, it's not over the top, but it's like they're still within like they're operating at like a nine. And dude, we're talking <laughs> no, about yeah. you know we're talking about anime and an undead person talking to uh you know an incredibly flamboyant flashy person like it's <laughs> it. so it would be so easy for this to be over the top cringy mm-hmm. bad um but like the cackling you know like yeah like you're know, like 20 40 meters away from each other like this is up close you know it's like a conversation it's it's very different yeah and it's i guess uh to your point this is easier to fuck up than it is to pull off yeah, and they they pull this off. But what I wanted to bring attention to is like you know they have this conversation about how 
Gitaro talks about how he's not special compared to other people. He talks about how he's not Rengoku. He's not this person or that person. But he specifically mentions the enigma of the stone Hashira, the guy who was yeah. always crying in season one. Yeah. <laughs> he's like bro with feelings. <laughs> uh, and then the mist Hashira, really cool fun fact. A, a prodigy who mastered a sword and, or you know became a Hashira within two months of picking up a sword. Dave, this uh, was... This is like... One of, like, simultaneously, like, the most graceful and ungraceful, like, all right, here's what's coming next, folks. That's what it is, right? I think that's what it is, but it's it was, like, kind of done in a weirdly genuine way. Like, it it felt normal in the moment because, like, you know, because, you know, Giyotaro was kind of like, oh, like, you're so perfect. And, like, you Mm -hmm. know, you're, you know, you were from the day you were born, you're probably gifted all this stuff. And, like, you know, Tengen was taking that introspective moment of, like, taking himself a step down of, like, no, like, there are others that are greater than me. Yeah. But it's clearly, like, plot-wise, like, it's setting the tracks, and I'm like, well, there you go. That's how you do it, guys. <laughs> you that know? was, like, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. it felt organic because it was yeah. in this moment of reflection, right? Because yeah. Tengen has quite a few moments of reflection this episode. We get yes. more backstory, and uh, it, it was organic, so so props. Um, I, I've seen a lot of fan art, I you know, I don't think much of it is spoilery, if at all, um, sure. but I've, just because there's so much fan art out there for uh, for Demon Slayer. But I've seen quite a bit featuring the Mist Tashira, which leads me to believe he's featured at least in one way or another. Mm. Um, and I think, is it him that like knocks Tanjiro on his ass with a small stone in season one? I believe it was him. And he's got like the spacey vibe. Yeah, like, he's oh. like just easily distracted or whatever. Yeah, that cloud is shaped like, like you know, during these really intense moments, I remember mm-hmm. he kept losing focus. Uh, so that could be really fun. Um, excited to see how that goes. And then the next thing is uh, the reveal that Gyutaro's blades are laced with poison. And then Tengen <laughs> and saying is, it doesn't affect him. <laughs> I love how it's just like, as a matter of fact, they're like, nah, I'm a shinobi. Like, nah, I'm that's cool. It's <laughs> just like how perfect it is, like a poison. And this is like one of those animeisms that yes. it's just, you know, you see it so often. It's so like you know, oh, this is my my evil power. Well, I have a resistance to that, and that's my main thing. It's like, well, let's go head-to-head, you know? It's it's mm-hmm. it's silly, and it's funny, and it's kind of similar to, like, what we were just talking about, like, you know, the introspection leading to, like, what what is to come with the other Hashiras, but um, it was interesting because they do front-load it up top of, like, no, I'm good, but that's not the case. And it kind of, yeah. it kind of makes, it leads where the story is going of, like, Tengen's like, oh, shit, I think I'm on a bit of a timeline now. Yeah. And it kind of puts, I think it feels like a natural, um, like, it feels like authentic stakes. At first, it kind of, like, it just seemed, like, willy-nilly didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But as the episode progresses, like, oh, this is, like, a really smart thing they did up front. And it's kind of, like, breaking way to something else as the episode progresses. So it's it's the, also, I never would have guessed, like, that this dude had poison, obviously. Like, just, he has, like, the... It seems so obvious now because he's all of sickly course. and he's malnourished yeah. and all that. But like he has like these weird blood-looking sickles, and it's what a, what a fascinating character. Every episode we get more with Gyutaro. I'm like, I want more. You know, it's it's it was it was nice that we had our time with Daki up front, but to see them back and forth this episode is really really good. Yeah, they work really well as a duo. Um, then we get Tengen's backstory. I love when Demon Slayer does this. A lot of mm-hmm. animes do this, and I think it's very hard to pull off where they completely shift the animation style. Mm-hmm for like a side story um like here's what's happening in my head kind of thing i I love this little segment of him talking about how you know seven of his nine siblings 
were dead by the time he was 15 mm. uh, because their father trained them at you know to like such an insane degree and that his brother more or less became like his father and this is where Tengen sort of diverged and it ex- mm. it explains his ridiculous personality right mm. and you, you've heard about this right people that were born and raised in like such an insane um traditional conservative way and then they like come of age and they get out of there and they're like oh i'm never going back i'm going to live as crazily as possible well it was interesting too because they kind of set it up like shinobi like were purposely being wiped out Mm -hmm. and like the reason that him and his brother were being trained so mercilessly was because like the rest of the siblings were wiped out over time so like and then it like really dialed up into something he he truly hated Mm -hmm. but um does this lead further like with the master or is that later in the episode we get a flashback it, uh, no it goes there it, okay. it does it does eventually go there and that's i definitely want to talk about that what do you think so, about that whole scene well a that was awesome just like he's just such a gentle character he, he the, the one weird thing i find is like it's hard to tell with ages like how long ago yes. this was in time like time wise because the only thing that really sticks out as being different is there's the the master like he has both his eyes there's only a small patch yes. Of also the poison that looks similar on Tengen. Yeah. I wonder. If, I wonder if that's just what generic demon poison looks like in this world, uh, or if good point. Maybe Giotaro had something to do with that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, um, uh, the master's name, by the way, googled it for this episode because okay. I think we literally only hear his name once because he's so lightly featured. The master's name is Kagaya. Kagaya. Okay. Good. No. Noted. <laughs> um, proceed. Sorry. No, it's just it, so that's the thing. Beautiful scene too. Like just. It, excellent voice acting on this guy like dude same i so totally gentle, agree so gentle and it's funny too because and i think it's i would imagine it's directed this way but it's it's the perfectly coincidentally polar opposite to muzan you know like just very yeah. similar slow like they speak in one cadence they don't really move that register muzan obviously moves a little bit because he's like the big bad and yeah but like he always stays in the same register until like he's completely changing his attitude and then, but you know, I guess that's speaking. It seems obvious, but it was just I was I, all I could think of was Muzan when the dude was talking. I, you know, yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get a confrontation between those two, even via flashback. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I hope we do. Um, I hope we learn about Kagaya's the origin of his wound slash sickness, uh, whatever that is. Like for all we know, maybe it is just like a disease mm. but i'd love to know how and why he became the kind of master or the leader of the demon slayer Corps, and i hope we learn about that i'm sure yeah. we will yeah um okay we get out of flashback mode and tengen's breathing harder and i i liked how they handled this i think mm-hmm. like battle shonen rules like dragon ball z vibes tell you when one guy's breathing harder and the other one isn't you know, someone has the upper hand. Something's off, yeah. Yeah, something's off. And and Gyutaro, like, right on cue, does the, like, evil cackle. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're bluffing. And then, yeah. you know, and then obviously uh, Tengen's flashy as fuck about it, being like, no, no, I'm actually, I'm at my best when I'm poisoned. <laughs> I love that. The shackles of, po- or the, the shackles of being unpoisoned are no longer affecting <laughs> It's like, what the fuck? Because like, he's yeah. fucking lunatic. Yeah. Um, I love this fight. I love the way the fight starts. Uh, with that, I don't even know what kind of kick you would call that, but he kicks, uh, he kicks Daki off of uh, Yutaro's shoulders, sending her in the air. Immediately separates them, which is like, like right to the action. Tactical. Like he, he knows that like the closer they are together, the worse off he is. Yep. And um, oh fucking Tengen, man! Like this is, you know, I, it's so funny. Like there was like a couple weeks ago, 
and you know we had a couple of or within the past few episodes we've seen him in action doing his thing but this first encounter with like the two versus one fight scene in this episode there was weeks ago when you were talking like we just want to see Tengen like yeah. let loose and go and He's I was like here. <laughs> I was like this is it this is exa- this is the price of admission right here this is what we paid for <laughs> you know it's and, so awesome and you have to appreciate um you have to appreciate Ufotable's pacing, Demon Slayer's pacing here, mm-hmm. because this whole episode, I'm low-key impatient, being like, I know there's going to be a point where we let loose. Like, let's arrive at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, to be fair, like, a lot in this episode. We get, like, seven, eight, nine minutes of straight action. There's a lot of start-stopping, though, but it, yes. it, does, it does not break the pace at all, which is a good sign, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I think you definitely realize, though, that if it was 20 minutes of straight this, like, the audience would lose focus, you wouldn't stay as engaged. Like, that's just not realistic, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't work if it was nothing but action. Actually, to pull further on, like, the Dragon Ball Z thing, like, they have lots of episodes where it's only action, and they lose the audience, and in order to do that, they use a huge amount of like repeated frames mm. to save time and money. Um, there's none of that bullshit shortcut cheapening here. You know what and, I mean? And when it's like that, like whenever there is the big moment, it, it, it feels lesser. You know, it doesn't feel earned. In know, Dragon Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like in shows like that, similar. Yes. So when you have like, and there's that's the thing. Funny enough, like the fight scenes in this episode are only big, which is. A lot of Demon Slayer episodes, but there is some like typical fare. But from the second they start fighting and, and the various scenes, it is so dialed up. And this, this is probably one of the most expensive episodes they ever made. Honestly, like it's it's yeah. crazy. It it feels like uh, God. I'd love. I I hope they do like um, some cool like beyond uh, behind the scenes stuff and talk mm. about their animation process because you know we're going to talk about attack on titan next and and the use of just uh mixing uh cg and uh and hand-drawn animation and 2d and 2d and 3d elements and all that stuff is like a really hot topic just nowadays in anime sure. in general and i think like i've got a lot of uh well, not a lot of but the people in my life that do have experience working in animation everyone cites demon slayer as like the mm. absolute best in terms of pedigree and who executes on it the best uh there's lots of that in this episode too and they just crush it man i hope i'd I'd love them i'd love to see like their process and all this stuff i I read something on reddit about like one of the big disconnects is often um that animation studios will else outsource the cg work and it like goes back and forth between a cg lab and then back to the animation studio and they have to like they correspond that way Oh. And in Ufotable's case, it's all in the same building. Uh, so it's just, it's much more collaborative. So I don't well, know when if you that look holds at water, f- but yeah. When you look at the final product versus a lot of <sighs> other shows, it's like, it's not even close. Like the blending of the two specifically, like, you know, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it just, it seems so natural. You know, the, you know, Attack on Titan, again, this season has, seems to be doing a better attempt of it. But it's, yeah. the disconnect is still there. This is just, it's all, and like you notice, like it's, you know, it's the human eye picks up on it for sure, but it's, of course. It, the transitions are, are real and natural, and it's, I yeah. don't know, it's... Smoke, we, we, water, yeah. backgrounds, uh, uh, certain effects, uh, they it's unbelievable the work they're doing. And I feel, and they kind of hit it again this episode, along with last episode, but any scene or shot with his, uh, almost like smoke bombs or his explosives, yeah. are so... So awesome just like the like the or the depth of field in those shots i feel like 
I should be getting dizzy, but I'm not. And that's definitely enhanced with CG. Yeah. That's a great yeah. example. That, yeah, so yeah smoke bombs are kill. Or I need. I think they're like literal bombs. They're not just smoke because one of them is responsible for blowing off Daki's head in the beginning of this fight sequence. True. Also, I guess he blew up the floors below him at the yeah. at the point in last episode too. Yeah. Fucking fucking ninjas. Um, okay, so then the boys arrive. Oh, flashy way. Flashy Fla- arrivals. I, yo, I love that. Uh, Tanjiro and Nosuke and Zenitsu arrive to help him. Uh, he kind of bluffs here and says that they're his two Gokus. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Is that mm-hmm. it? Two Gokus. So, yeah. uh, meanwhile, the town is uh, shown to be evacuated. Sorry for the sirens in the backyard. Yeah. Or backyard. Background. City life. <laughs> City life. Um, the town is evacuating at the same time, and we see Tengen's first, third wife, one of his many wives, uh, kind of like slowly creeping up the alleyway. This is the first one he found and saved that he gave the antidote to. Yeah, she she was poisoned. So I'm wonder, so I guess that's where the poison came from. Originally, because she was poisoned, right? It wouldn't have been Daki that poisoned her. It wow, would have been Gyutaro. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even put that together. So, or maybe like yeah, maybe Daki managed to use Gyutaro's poison mm. or something. So, I'm trying to think back to that scene. Was or no wait, wasn't it? Didn't the belt, like, fucking choke her or something? Or no, no, it was poison. What did Makio... Was Makio, she was wrapped up in yeah. the one yeah, scene. Yeah, but yeah. So, when he gave her the pill, or the, the tablet, or whatever it was, was he convinced, like, this will heal anything no matter what? Did he say he only had the one? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I think I might have to go back and watch I don't that. know if he specifies... I don't even know if they, if they, like, verbalize what he's doing and what... Like, he just gives her this and says, you'll feel better soon... I think get she, to safety. She said she was poisoned. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, like when he gives her this antidote, mm. I think he just says, "Like take this, you'll feel better." Gotcha. Um, the boys arrive. They we see the towns uh, evacuate and all that. Um, Tengen more or less unearths like the secret to beating them, and that's to decapitate both of them at the same time. <laughs> when Tanjiro shows up, he just puts it together. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, he's the he must be the main one. Ah, we must have to take both their heads off at the same time." I was like, "Oh, Look convenient." Girl. You are, uh, and that's another one of those things. It's like, all right, guys, like we got to keep going. You know, like yeah. let's just have this realization and move on. Yeah, that's definitely the show being like, okay, we don't have yeah. time. Like yeah. we've done enough dialogue during and before and after the fight. Let's get to the fight part. And uh, you know, Tendro did fight that like underground water demon thing early in season one where it was mm. split into three and he had to kill all three of them yeah one at a time so you know there's precedence for this i kind of forgot about that uh originally and i was like irritated but you know there is precedent yeah um i i do have one question about this so we talk about we need to decapitate them both guitaro confirms that he's like everybody knows that no one can yeah. do it and then he says i've killed 15 hashira yeah Daki's killed seven so 22 between the two of them um how long has like do we know how long the demon slayer core has been around some like stupid i think i had a stupid moment where i was like oh wait like kagaya is clearly not the first and only Mm. master of the demon slayer core right we i guess maybe this generation well we don't know enough about yeah to, to to argue that but in this moment i think tengen kind of like makes an accusation of like i know you've been doing this for centuries or whatever or maybe even guitar yeah. says like i've been doing this for centuries like so he's he's been around for quite a while doing his thing for quite a long time akaza had a lot of similar things to say right i've killed several hashira i've been around for hundreds of years mm. so i guess we just don't know and, and in those hundreds of years none of the upper moon demons have ever been killed 
and only Hish- and Hashira. I mean, if you think about Hashira's killed between Akaza, Daki, and Gyutaro, like that's a we're like O and high twenties here. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> so it's like... you know what I mean. And we haven't even met any of the upper other upper moons, right? This is getting um, exciting. The show is. I'm actually getting quite. You know the. Um, like, it's been so high stakes these past few episodes. And it feels natural, too. Like, you know, we kind of... It, it was kind of awkwardly how we walked into these villains a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like, it was... Mm-hmm. They kind of just walked into Big Baz. There was no leading up with, like, henchmen. Like, you see in some other shows where, you know, they got to go through this person to that person. Like, something you would see over, like, a full... Like, an old-school anime. Like, 24 episodes or whatnot. Yeah. They kind of just jumped right into the fight. And, like, the element of, like, them being surprised by being such a big villain. I think that's kind of interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. So, to see this... It feels like each episode, these villains are opening up more and more and more. Like, we're almost seeing them as, like, they're lesser. Like, we would see in another anime. Like, they're starting mm. off as, like, the lieutenant form. And they're kind of, like, getting, like, stronger and stronger. And stronger. <laughs> kind of, like, similar to Frieza in a lot of ways. So, it's it, it's really fun. Like, I'm I'm actually just having fun watching this show. Yeah. In, in, you know, to compare, like, we're watching Attack on Titan and we're just, like, mortified with everything that's going on. This no is just, kidding. This is just fun. You know? It's, yes. It's, and it is high stakes, but it's just a lot of fun. Fun is definitely the way uh, to describe it. Um, Zenitsu starts the fight, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, goes right for it. <laughs> goes He just goes for it. Um, I, I do think... Okay, I mean, I'll briefly t- say, you know, Inosuke goes to back up Zenitsu. They end up all on the roof. Amazing animation of him punching Daki through the ceiling, by the way. Yeah. Um, they end up on the roof, and they're talking, and, and there's this whole conversation about... Uh, you know, Zenitsu saying you need to apologize for hurting that girl. And then, you know, I think we get, like, some relatively valuable dialogue out of Daki talking about how you have to treat people as objects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're ugly, you're not entitled to meals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things like that. And, yeah. and Zenitsu, like, rightly says, like, you know, just because you've been treated that way doesn't mean you need to mm-hmm. treat other people that way. And I thought, like, this was good. The only complaint I have, and it's one that like I've had for a while now, is that I would love to Zenitsu to have some of these character moments conscious. Yeah. I think like he's had some progression this season. He stood up to Daki fully awake. Mm-hmm. He did get knocked out for his effort, but like I appreciate that was like my favorite moment as favorite character moment of his this whole season. Because he did it knowingly. My money is when this fight comes to a close, it's him in a waking moment. Yeah, that would be great. I think Xanathar is going to get the final blow on Daki specifically, maybe. That'd be good. And I think he's going to be like awake and yeah. hopefully that you know does more for his character and that continues in that way where he can just choose to, or can be awake to do all this. But because yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say to you know if that would be he's due because if you think about it, he was fairly sidelined for the movie yeah. and it was really you know Skay and Tanjiro fucking shit up. True. Um, it would be great for him to get a big kill here, have a character. Mo, you know some some development i guess because there's been it's there's been so much of that this season it's only been like little baby steps we've seen along the way but like it is it is visible mm-hmm. i think you know in any season of something there should be at least one big character development and i think the one that needs it the most at this point is zenitsu because zenosuke's had a lot this season yeah his you know? comedy has like been unbelievable and, but he, and like, he, he's shown his yeah. soft side too you're like, right the way, yeah. the way he's communicating so like we've seen inosuke kind of take that next step we've seen tanjiro kind of i guess he kind of had his in tandem with nezuko obviously yep i think zenitsu would be you know or i think zenitsu is the one coming up next and i think this docky fight 
next week is probably going to kind of cap that off or at least get the ball rolling for that so yeah man, i gotta say like i can't believe uh you just got me thinking like they have just finely tuned inosuke so well this season in particular dude anytime he's on screen he's funny yeah. like he lands probably 100 percent of the time like his that, tackle is all time it's yes so fucking good. it's so funny i can't i can't believe how funny it is uh and i'm you know i think like i'm in the camp of like anime humor uh 50 50 cringe 50 50 funny like it's so easy just to be bad Mm -hmm. um because like everything is pretty out there Uh, okay so you know from here i want to say the the show is like not on fast forward but it's Mm -hmm. mostly action with some breaks um the fighting starts and we're immediately on the back foot you know tengen uh goes in against uh Gitaro, but Daki's belts, because she's fighting on top of the roof, are interfering. Um, and then they have like maybe what is my most favorite moment of the uh, of the episode, where they have that joined vocal monologue between mm. Daki and Gitaro's characters. It kind of starts from when Zenitsu kind of like yes. lines into her, and then like after he says his bit, she says her piece, and then it kind of leads into the two of them speaking, and then the reveal of the eye. Whoa. Yeah, Gitaro literally lends her an eye yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i love that i love that detail um I, yeah i fucking love that shit it's it's cool because like they're it's like they are still fighting it's like she's still on his back which i thought was interesting like she's up on the roof like she's directly above him mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's like she, even though zenitsu brought her up there like she's still basically in the room with them which i thought was like you know it seems obvious but it's just really really cool like it's the you know them being able to watch each other's fights you know like yeah. they are you know, like they are fighting back to back against the against the four of them. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, it enhances yeah. that dynamic duo vibe. Yep. Um, okay, so they're having a hard time closing the distance on Daki. Tengen is slowly getting cut up um, in his fight with uh, with Yutaro. Tendro's struggling to be effective. You know, he mm-hmm. keeps getting sidelined by these belts. He does have like a big moment where he, def- you know, it looks like Tengen's get you know sort of uh, flanked by the blood sickles and Kitaro. Uh-huh. But uh, Tandro manages to deflect it using water breathing. This, I am yeah. Sorry, uh, you were on it first. You go for it. <laughs> well, no, I, uh, no, you. I I am so glad they put this scene in because Me too. that was my biggest gripe. That, one of my biggest gripes this season is just like the absolute abandonment of the water breathing like as if like the you know the hinokami kagura was just going to be the end-all be-all yes. of like oh you know what i wasn't i it was just it seemed out of character from for tanjiro just to give up on something because it you know in the moment it didn't feel like it fit him yeah i feel like he would make it work you know like he would he's such a student you know like he's just he is just such a good natured person like and for him in that moment to realize like and it was good to see because it felt like a genuine reaction of like oh yeah, water breathing is, like, defense. Like, I should be using this now. And like, it kind of, like, brought that back, and it shows, like, he's got his mind back. He's not just running on... You would call the berserker mode a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. where it just felt like he wasn't thinking. He was just naturally acting. Mm-hmm. He's in a fight where he has to think, and he went back to his teachings, and I was like, fuck, thank you, dude. Like, yeah. it, was really, it was a really, really good moment. I, I agree, and, you know, the one thing it made me think of is, will he... Is the answer for him gonna be some kind of a, uh, you know, some kind of a balance between fire and water, or flame breathing and and water breathing, where flame offense, fire defense, 
we've talked about this in the past because he mm-hmm. does seem to go back and forth but this seemed to be a little more illustrative of that like you know he hadn't really used it since his fight with Docky, and in this moment kind of under pressure he went to it and it made sense there's a payoff there i don't know you know i guess we'll have to see how the rest of the fight goes but i thought that was interesting and i, I agreed i you know i was glad he busted that out do you think this is going to be like an avatar situation where he's going to start collecting? He's going to meet all these Ashiras. He's going to learn all these new abilities. I think I, mm. I don't think it's going to be that. But the way it just seemed the way like he was so steadfast on the sun breathing. And that's like the path now for him. That's what makes sense. Like I wouldn't have chipped my sword. Yeah. But now he's back to the water breathing. So he realized, oh, I did it wrong. That's why I chipped the blade and all this. So, so it's. You know, yeah. it's it's it just thinking out there, you know. Just, no, I'm uh, with you because early this season, I think we talked about that, and I would have been more apt to believe it then mm. uh, that he, he was gonna like you know become adept at all of them, master none of them, but like that would be okay and it would carry him through. I think it's more likely, and I you know it's early, it could be wrong, but my thought is because they worked sun breathing into his heritage. And he's had some progress there. Mm. I think sun breathing will become like front seat, and he's going to find a way to balance it. But but I don't I don't think, and I could be wrong. I don't think he takes on more forms of breathing other than these two. Because that's my guess slash theory. The only the only reason I was thinking is because at the beginning of the episode when they brought up the other Hashiras, and the one dude is the Mist Hashira, and they made a point, however many episodes ago of like, or actually it was quite a while back of you know everything kind of stems from sun breathing, but like mm-hmm. other ones have like subclasses yep. you know, and mist is one of water. Oh yeah. So I'm wondering if like this reflection moment of him going back to water, of like, Oh, there is like, you know, there's still is use and reason to be using this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he does meet the mist guy and like kind of can focus in on more of like, Oh, like there's other, you know, there's other breaths within the breath that I can adapt to. So that's why I'm thinking like you might be a similar avatar situation, like uh, air and airbender for uh, yeah. kind of listening, but uh, obviously, well, I mean, uh, I think you have a point there because if you remember, he ha- he has that black sword, and there's still not really an answer there. And Ren Goku's take on that was like, "Oh, I, I you know, I've never heard of a black swordsman becoming Hashira." Mm. And second, I I hear that they have no clue which style to master. Mm. I don't feel like those are throwaway dialogue lines. I feel like there's not probably from something... him. If yeah, out of his mouth, it's probably not a throwaway. So, what does that mean? I don't know, but TBD. I think it, you know, there's something there, and I'm sure we'll learn more. Um. The fight is escalating in general. The blood sickles are flying at Inosuke and Zenitsu on the roof. And, you know, belts and blood sickles and everything is everywhere. And this is where the animation really is top tier. It honestly uh, felt like it was yeah. in fast forward. It was insane, especially Tangan and Guadara. It was wild. wild. Uh, dude, they, they, yeah, they, they're particularly, uh, particularly amazing. Um, I will say uh, another detail um uh, vivian our social media uh, grew was you know talk talk to me a bit about you know how we all know that you know uh tanjiro has his sense of smell zenitsu has his sense of uh hearing and uh, inosuke's thing and they've talked about it and they've alluded to it more in the season as well it's just his like super otherworldly ability to just be kind of be in tune with nature mm. right um and he he really he is the one who calls uh, Daki's belt like a worm belt. Yeah, and then, worm woman. <laughs> worm woman. And then uh, Daki, Tengen's wives are immediately like, hey, that's a good name. It really is like a worm. <laughs> and then he's, as he's running away to go help Zenitsu, he says, be careful with that praying mantis guy. Yeah. And Tengen's like, God, this really is like fighting a praying mantis. 
yeah. I just love that detail. Is like, like he just calls it immediately. He's like the unassuming wise one. Yes. Know? Like the his intuition. You know, yeah, very good intuition. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really really like that. Lord of the Mountain. Yeah. Praise be. <laughs> Mountain God. Um, this is yeah. I'm trying to think. This is the last few minutes, and it's action, action, action. Tengen realizes that. Uh, Tandro's running out of gas. Yeah, notices the cuts on him. Cuts on him. You know, Tandro's like tied his hand to his sword. Yeah. Um, and his the third wife appears, the one who took the antidote, and you know the fights are going okay, but she's sort of like the clutch moment here mm-hmm. goes to her because she fires these kunai, these little daggers, if you will, at uh, yeah. Gitaro. This this is interesting to me. Um, he evades most of them, but gets gets hit by one. Tengen is hit by several. Yeah. And Gyutaro can't regenerate his legs and confirms that there must be poison or some kind of wisteria in them. So uh, cool. Yeah. I love this note, by the way, just like about uh, Tengen from Gyutaro being like, this guy's a shinobi. He's not a swordsman. Yeah. It's like he's a ninja first. Yeah, he's got the gad. Because there's a cool moment, too, like before she like whips out the, the cannon, essentially, that fires all the kunai... There's a moment where Tengen clearly clicks that she's there. Yes, and he make like he starts the move straight, like he starts going for him. So I thought to see him later take those three kunais and Gyotaro notices like Tengen knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he was just he had the timing of it, like he had to get on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, man, like it's it's just like little visual storytelling beats like that. They they dedicated like half a second of a frame to him looking up to his left just to show you the coordination. And yeah. and she was on it, and I was. You know, it shows they're a team, right? Like, it, we haven't had too much with them, him and his wives, right? And clearly yes. they're all very tight. But, um, yeah. I, you're completely right to bring that up. Like, little moments like that show the unspoken bond. Like, you know what I want you to do. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Gyutar unexpected, or, you know, because he, he made a point of, like, oh, like, these guys aren't his uh, Sugukos, because that's the students, right? Yes. So. He realizes that's a bluff early. It's a bluff early, but he technically wasn't bluffing because the other three are still out there. His wives are, I think, are technically, yeah, in a way, are, like yeah. you know, they are his, you know, it's his team, right? Yeah. So like they, they work off each other. So definitely, it kind of all wrapped up at the end from the bluffing ended up not being a bluff in, in a weird way. So it's... Yeah. Tanjiro goes in for the one-two combo. Yeah. Uh, I love that Tengen, like, gives, like, takes one to give one here because he got lit up by those kunai as well. Yep. But it seems to work and be worth it because he gets the legs and they can't regen. And then Ten- and then uh, Tenjiro goes in for the decapitation. Gyutaro is kind of laughing here. Uh, so I and then we cut to credits. So I think it's probably fair to say that the Tenjiro is not made. <laughs> yeah, this is not gonna be it. I mean, maybe, maybe he gets it, but. Daki is alive and uh, is able to restore him, and we we just continue to escalate. But you you do have to wonder from like kind of a practical standpoint, like how many more episodes like this can they have afforded to have done? Yeah, that's true. You know, season one had a cool down period. Um, I'm just curious because you know I think they've already kind of exceeded my expectation as far as like because there's what there's 18 episodes this season. Dude, I think it's like 12, isn't it? Or no, uh, 12. So we're technically on 15, are we not? <sighs> yes. Yeah, I think there's only so, 16 or 18, yeah. So, yeah, we're... I don't think... Yeah, well, damn. We don't have a lot of time left, um, so maybe... Yeah. I don't check, know. Maybe, check the clock on that one. <laughs> we'll get back to you guys next week on that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, it is ramping up to... 
you know, because it, it feels like final boss time, obviously, like we've been in it, but it doesn't feel like it's done yet. I feel like there's mm-hmm. at least another one or two. I think, I, I hope two, and I think it's two, but um, I don't know. Because we haven't seen, like, we're going to see Zenitsu and Inosuke have, like, at least half an episode of lighting up Doki, or at least attempting to. So it's it'd be interesting, because I'm wondering, too, like, if maybe Tanjiro does take his head, and because he can't regenerate, or maybe he might not be able to put his head back on right away mm-hmm. like i wonder if he still has control of his body if his head's gone yeah Doki seemed to so i would assume yeah. so but if he's the main unit maybe not mm. um google reports are varying but the re- relatively reliable answer i'm seeing is 18 total mm. so that would give us three yeah three, three left which sounds about right uh if you want to wrap up the conflict in the next one or two and then maybe like a like you know, kind of a teaser wrap-up episode before we go to season three or the next movie or whatever it ends up being. Damn. Yeah. So um, that's the end of that episode. Um, Such a good episode. Holy fantastic. Shit. Between this yeah. episode and, uh, you know, the Awakening one, mm-hmm. or tra- I think it's called Transformation. Well, that was last week. And then the one before that, there, there's been so much great shit yeah. happening. Um, and then we're spoiled with uh, Attack on Titan in the very same day. So... Goddamn. Yeah, uh, if you've uh, listened to this and enjoyed listening to this uh, tomorrow, or you know, depending on when you're listening to it, uh, we're also going to have an episode out on uh, Attack on Titan season four, part two, episode two, brothers. Is that episode three of part two? Episode three, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, if you're watching or Demon Slayer, you, it's possible you're also watching Attack on Titan just like us. Um, so yeah, I think we could probably leave it here, right, Grant? I think so. Okay, cool. Um, thank you again for listening. Find us on social media, Instagram, at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow, next week. You know what I mean. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>